Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Are you serious? Hello, welcome to another episode of How to Kill an Hour. Let's just jump straight into it. There's plenty of ways to kill some time out there. Thank you in advance for killing some time with us today. I'm joined by Mr. Midas. What's going on, brother? Fam! Next gen! <laughs> I feel like that's next generation <laughs> is in my yard. You see what? Right now I'm in my yard, and guess what's there? The next generation, fam. The future. You're living two in two weeks right now. Two weeks before launch, next generation is in my yard. That's right. I feel like we held a lot of heat after dropping an episode talking about Xbox. And people thought <laughs> we would not be talking about any other kind of next-gen console. Don't get twisted here. We love gaming here at to Kill an Hour, man. So it's only right that we cover the beast that is the PS5 in today's episode. It's going to be out on November the 12th in the United States, Japan, Canada, Mexico, Australia, New Zealand, and South Korea. One week later, on the 19th of November, the PlayStation 5 is going to be released to us here in the UK. But myself and Mr. Midas have got our hands on it. And we're going to be discussing that console today because this is a big moment in the gaming industry because... No, wait, 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 wait. I'm cutting you off, fam. Oh, bro. Do you know how much pain I felt when they announced the PlayStation 5 is coming out a week after in the UK? <laughs> a week. Fam, you remember when we was younger, consoles used to come out in Japan and then we'd have to wait like a year or six months for them to come out. Like you don't understand that pain because you don't play JRPGs. Well, you know, when you play JRPGs, they come out in Japan and you got to wait for the English translation. So you see Persona 5. So everyone check out my Persona 5 Royal um, Tips video on how to kill an hour. Video sick. Um, Fam, I had to wait like six months for that to come out and be translated in the UK. And now you're doing that to me with a console. (laughs) That pain. Anyway, carry on. It's a bit, it's a bit 90s, that, isn't it? It's a bit early 2000s having to wait because we know the consoles are here. We know they're ready. But the fact that we have to wait a few days, I feel like, why are we being penalized for living in the UK? We have the worst weather out of all of the countries that I just mentioned. United States. All right, let's forget the East Coast when it's uh, bad. And also they're having a hard <laughs> time. So let's not talk about them right now. Uh, Japan good weather canada yeah it's cold but they're ready for it mexico tequila will land australia come on new zealand south korea nah man we need we should have had it a week earlier i think that's covid though to be honest with you <laughs> yeah. i think it's gotta be covid it's gotta hopefully, be covid hopefully well it's gonna be available in two different flavors 
like uh, most next gens are. Uh, we've got a disc drive and we've got a digital only version of the PS5. I got a disc drive version. Which one did you get? Oh, 100% disc drive. I am a serial holder fan. Like, I've got all of my PS4 games. Uh, I've got like a whole shelf full of PS4 games. Fam, I spent like almost three bills on a Final Fantasy VII Remake Special Edition. You think I ain't playing that game on my PS5, even though I platinumed it? You're mad, fam. I needed that disc version. The disc version. Yeah, man. Well, it's, I'll just give the cost to the, to the listener first. The disc drive is going to cost 449 uh, and the digital is going to be 359 which, again, they've tried to give us a slightly more reasonably priced version of the console to make sure that people that want to get into the next gen can do for a little cheaper. Yeah, I don't even... See, I don't even agree with that because I feel like Xbox did that. Sony didn't do that. Sony just basically took off the cost of that piece of hardware and like, do you know what? We'll buy that because you're going to pay for all of our games directly from us. Because what a lot of people don't know is retailers take a percentage of that game. Sony doesn't get like the full cost of that game uh, where if you buy it on the store, they get 100%. Mm-hmm. That's, very, that's a very good point, actually. And also, in the, in, the, in the purpose of being objective, I do want to say, though, the difference between the consoles in terms of their performance is very minimal. It's just one that has a disk drive and one doesn't. So there is a little bit of a performance difference between the Xbox S and the Xbox, whereas with the PlayStation, it's very much the same. Yeah, Which is it's literally hardware, isn't it? It's literally yeah. just a hardware yeah, difference. Literally. So that's, that's something to think about because, you know, yeah, there is a little bit of a price difference in the digital versions. I mean, and that's something that I think is going to be a continuing conversation. I don't know if me and Mr. Minus are at risk of sounding old school because we're just like, yeah, we want the disc. Kids are like, mm, what? <laughs> All right, old, <laughs> you old youths, you want to have to hold your game. But you know what? <laughs> oh, whatever. Well, big up. Big up friend of the show, Joe Grant, because Joe Grant's always like, fam, what are you talking about? Man don't need this. Man, man, everything's digital and, 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 and man's digital this and, 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 and I'm like, Joe, I get it. But yeah, man's old school. I've got this. I like my this. I like to see them up on my DVD stand. Yes, I still have a DVD stand. Yes, <laughs> man's old out here. But yeah, I like it, fam. And, and to be honest with you, I think I come from that because before I worked in gaming, like I came from that thing where you buy a game and then when you finish it, you um, trade it in for a different game. So that having that physical element still makes sense to me, fam. So there's the Computer Exchange Gang, a.k.a. CEX. I feel like that's what we're part of. Or, or the Electronics Boutique Gang, where you used to actually... Picking up your game was like a physical experience. Do you know what I mean? But, you know, now we're in that digital age. We've got that broadband. We've got that 5G. We've got fast internet. So it's very feasible for you to just own... a digital only console quick digression i was playing um warzone the other day with one of my mates and he was complaining that his internet wasn't working and i was like but how are you playing he tethered up to his phone we really are living in that life and he must have been eating out his data i asked him was it what was the (laughs) limit and he was like unlimited i was like two right because if not you are in a real bad place (laughs) but you know do you know like even though you have unlimited, it's still fair usage. Yeah. So you're only able to use so much unlimited data, which a lot of people don't read in their um, small terms. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll give you an update of how he gets on. 
uh, with things. Um, so let's talk about the hardware then for the PS5. Um, I think because we're talking about this after we spoke about the Xbox, there's probably going to be more comparison in this episode, but that's just because of the timings that we've got things. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like in the episode where we spoke about Microsoft console, at the time, you know, we were just talking about Microsoft, but now we've got our hands on the PS. We can kind of do a little bit of comparing and contrasting. I feel like there's room for a full compare and contrast in the future after a bit of playing Midas. So let's jump in with a hard drive. What's interesting is PS5's also got an SSD. 825 gigabytes is the official capacity of it. It's an interesting yeah. number, isn't it? Yeah, it's, um, it's because I think basically they are doing that the operating system, it w- I'm assuming that it would have been like a terabyte for the operating system and everything that it needs takes it under. Yeah, yeah. Because like what a lot of people, because what a lot of people don't realize is a lot of the times, like when you've got like a terabyte hard drive, you don't have a terabyte hard drive because whatever your operating system is on that, but companies just don't advertise it like that. Exactly. It's like when you get a phone, it happens with your phone as well. Like when you get your phone, if it's a 64 gigabyte or 128 or 256 uh, gigabyte, you go open your phone up, check what free memory you have when you first get your phone before you put one app on it, and you know the firmware's taking up some space. Um, but they've also got an SSD solution for the PS5, which, long story short, means that games don't need to duplicate data, which means that sizes of patches and games are smaller. So no more 50 gig plus games, maybe. I don't know. It depends on the size of the game. But at the moment, I know a lot of people are complaining about COD updates because... They are magnanimous, right? They're enormous. Um, so I know we're not talking about um, PC, but yeah. the, like the latest COD to have to have the latest COD on on your PC right now, fam, is two hundred and fifty gig. Mad, isn't it? It's mad for one game. You know, obviously it's got different parts to it, but two hundred and f- that was half of man's first PS4. If you're listening to this in the year 2030 and you're laughing because you have more than that, yeah, on your little pen drive, yeah, this is 2020, okay? <laughs> <But> <laughs> Man's got more than that on their watch. That's a lot, yeah, a terabyte is, is a lot at this moment in time, yeah, and for a quarter of a terabyte to be taken up by a game is a little bit unreasonable. So with these SSD solutions, we're going to have smaller games and faster loading times. I think everyone's going to be real keen for the how quick is it to turn on your your console and start playing your game time? Do you know what I mean? Like starting a stopwatch and getting to playing the game. I think that's going to be a big question. PS5 promises for this to be a lot quicker. Do you know what I mean? And devs mean that we're going to have smaller games as well. So I'm, I'm happy for that. I'm cool. Um, it's a big, powerful feature. I feel like PS were talking a lot more about it. They, were, they showed us the user experience of the software and they showed us getting in and out of games very, very quickly, which... I'm looking forward to, man, because to be fair, I don't like hanging around. I like to, I don't like wasting time. I like to kill hours, but I like to kill them doing what I want to do. Do you know what I mean? All right, big man ting, fam, you've just completely gone past the elephant in the room. Go on. The PS4 is, excuse me, the PS5 is huge. (laughs) It's literally huge, 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 fam. It is enormous it, it is, is a maca console like physically centimeters by 10 centimeters 26 so that's 35 tall 10 width and 26 in kind of 
Yeah, the other way. 26, 26 in depth. In the, wait, no, no, wait, wait, wait. It's 39 tall, 26 wide, 10 in depth. There you go. That's why I'm only allowed to uh, put together right here. I can't do any other measurement. measurement. Uh, it also weighs a bit, you know, uh, four and a half grams. It's Maca fam. But I like the look of it. Like, I think it's really futuristic. Because you remember we was talking about Xbox doing one thing and PlayStation. Yeah. PlayStation right now, out of all the companies, is probably doing the most traditional thing. They're like, this is a next-gen console for next-gen hardware. And I think they had to build something that just looks so different. And that's because so many people bought the PS4. Like the PS4 is like one of the top three selling consoles of all time. They're like, if we're going to have people that are not just the hardcore people thinking, why do I need this? Like, why is it different from the PS4? Fab, everything about it, like the visuals, the dual sense controller, it's just so different. But you know what? Yeah. I like it. We will get onto the uh, controller because I think that's a big standout point that I wasn't expecting to be standout when I got my hands on the physical of the device. But um, do you know what, Midas? I'm going to compare this to a car situation. So we've done some reviews of cars, uh, some electric cars that we're going to be dropping in a few weeks on our YouTube, right? And one of them was an electric vehicle that was relatively high-end by a big German manufacturer, right? And one of the things people said to me about it was, huh, it don't really look electric. And then I drove another car, which was a smaller electric car. Like, it was a, quite reasonably priced. And people were like, yeah, that looks futuristic. Isn't it weird, yeah, how we want things to look futuristic sometimes? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah I, car now, people think Tesla, don't they? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Oh, I didn't uh, even think about that. Yeah, yeah. So if you drive up to somebody and your car looks like a normal petrol vehicle and you're like, yeah, that's electric. They're like, oh. What, no, no massive screen in it, like no <laughs> super LED light. So with the PS5, I think you're right. They wanted to make a statement piece. And what's really funny as well is like Microsoft went from light to dark and PS went from dark to light with their color scheme, which is interesting. Um, physically, though, the console, it's got this really interesting texture, which I don't know if you're going to like. If you didn't like the texture before in the last episode, do you, have you noticed the little fine prints that they've got on the console? The little... I mean, it's sick. It's like little PS symbols. It's sick. That is such attention to detail. So there's these little like, like, like textured areas, and we're going to talk about it on the control pad as well, textured areas of the console. And when you look really closely, they're little X's, O's, squares, and triangles, which is, um, that's quite impressive, man. That's, that's, that's quite, it, it looks pretty cool. Um, it's a sturdy wow. device. There's a stand on it as well, which I tricked around with when I was doing the unboxing. But to be fair, I don't know if PlayStation will like me saying this, but you don't, you don't actually need to stand. The stand does make it more sturdy, but fam, I, I stood it up without the stand. Fam, the stand is basically pointless. You don't need it. <laughs> even when you put it on the side, like yeah. I was watching the teardown on PlayStations to, because I got to put it on the side because it's just too big to stand up. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, it doesn't even, you don't even lock it in. You literally just put it on top of the stand. Yep. Like, so... It's not needed. I think it's more just a balancing thing. Yes. So, because if they didn't do it and somebody's um, 500, almost 500 playing console drop, people be cussing, innit? The one, it's not the one. And, you know, as, as, as high tech as technology is, nothing's going to take tumbling over like that. Um, so, yeah, physically, I mean, it's a big statement piece. When, I don't know what we're allowed to talk about in terms of turning it on, but in terms of what you can see online with them turning it on, there's, they've jiggled things around with regards to the color scheme on the console, so it lights up in quite a cool way. I think Xbox has gone for a kind of 
low-key look and PlayStation has gone for a big statement. And I, to be fair, I like both. But the PS5 is big. I'll give it that. Um, in terms of what it can do, the console itself, you've got the backwards compatibility with a lot of PS4 games due to uh, basically being ba- a lot of the games being based on the PS4 architecture, which is very easily relates to what the PS5 can do. They will need to do some tests because there's going to be a rise in performance, but there'll be some bits they need to rejig around for some of the games. So I think over the next few weeks, we will see which games you'll be able to enjoy on PS5. Um, and I love the fact that PS4, PS, PlayStation quite open with saying that they are still going to be dropping games on both the current gen and the next gen at the same time. So that's nice for you. If you feel like you have to wait for a little bit longer to save, you're not going to be locked off from all of the new titles as well, man. So, and, you know, and some big titles as well, like Spider-Man, yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn, like some big titles you're going to be able to get on your PS4. Yeah, I mean, if I'm honest, Midas, like we spoke about this before, one of the games that kind of we experienced together and whilst we kind of, kind of started working together more was, was the last Spider-Man game. And Spider-Man. We- Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. Yeah, we caught up in E3 and, and like we had a real good time over there. Um, had a sh- enjoyed a shandy over there at E3. Can we tell that story real funny, <laughs> real quick? Yeah, so after, <laughs> after we played... Um, after we played, played Spider-Man, Sp- didn't it? Yeah, after we played Spider-Man at E3 and it was like a long day, we decided to go to a bar across from E3 and we went upstairs. It was like one of them open air bars in LA and I was so tired. I didn't want anything strong. So I just said to the guy, can I have a shandy? And he's like, a what? I was like, a shandy. And he looked at me like I just asked for crack, but obviously yeah, I don't smoke man, crack. So. Proper like Latin man in it as well. So he's like, yeah. yeah. What do you mean, man? And I was like, right. he's, he's like, a, sh- a shandy. That's how he said it. A, sh- a shandy. What is that? And then when I and then when I explained it to him, it's like beer and lemonade. <laughs> he looked at me like I just slapped him in the face, and he was like, beer. You put lemonade in your beer, and he was so vexed he wouldn't even make me the drink. He just gave me the two separate things and made me do it myself. You know, and he like mumbled to himself as he turned around. He went, the only thing I want in my beer is beer, man. <laughs> I was like, all right, bro. Funny. <laughs> yeah, man. But um, it was that day that we experienced Spider-Man. And I remember saying vividly to you, like, I, I enjoyed that so much. Am I just gassed? at Spider-Man because I'm at E3, I'm in LA, the sun's out, we're having a great time, we're doing all this coverage. So it was a big thing for me when we got back to the UK and we finally got to play the final version of this game. And it really, I'd say would be, it's got to be in my top three games for that generation for the PS4. And that's, there's Um, great titles out there. Fam, Spider-Man is the most fun I've had in a game yeah. since I was a kid like so much fun like I enjoy video games all the time and obviously you have fun playing them but you have different experiences like for example Marcus wouldn't say The Last of Us was a fun experience for him because he was just shook and screaming every time you gotta throw that shade <laughs> every time every time a clicker went for him but Spider-Man was so fun do you know how fun it was I didn't realise until I completed the game or I was near finishing that there was fast travel because swinging around New York felt so good. I didn't even need to use the fast travel. 
Do you know what's interesting? When you talk to people about Spider-Man and Joe Grind, our boy, he said this as well. And this is a very interesting um, set of words. He says, the way it feels when I was swinging around the city. And I realize I talk about it as well. When I was swinging around the city and you're like, when I was web slinging around the city, we're not really Spider-Man. We are just sitting there holding a control pad, looking at a screen playing, but they have managed Sam, to make talk it for yourself. immersive. Yourself. <laughs> talk for yourself. Don't tell me I'm not Spider-Man fan. Don't tell me I'm not Spider-Man fan. I'm Miles Morales, you know. But it's true. It's true like that. They did suck you into the game and they immersed you in such a way that you wanted to... I mean, you were Spider-Man. It was wicked. And, and, like, and you know, like... It was down to the little bits of detail. Like I remember us speaking about the sound. Like as you start to web sling, you start to hear more dramatic music as you start to move. As you can hear Spider-Man's dialogue change when he's exerting himself. So when he's not moving, he's having a conversation, calm and relaxed. When he's swinging around, he's like <sighs> talking at the same time. It's it's awesome, man. And that game, I've, this is this, this is a hard one for me to say, but. It's probably my favorite superhero game and I love the Arkham series to death. Yeah, I love all of them. But Spider-Man was just something different. There's something different to switch web slinging in terms of using, you know, your, your, your gauntlet to swing around. You get me? But, you know, that's how yeah, it is. I feel like Arkham was the one who started that mechanics. That Everyone steals the mechanics from that game for fighting. Yeah. But Spider-Man just took it to another level. It was awesome, man. Great game. So... <laughs> so crazy that game's been out for ages and we're still so excited about it so a big release a big exclusive is the new spider-man and yeah man let's and they did and what's great is there was great writing in the last spider-man game where miles and peter met up and you saw kind of saw how there was a crossover of spidey powers towards the end and and now i feel like we're going to step into a game and really be able to see what the PS5 can do whilst playing a great game. So this could be a title that really helps to get PlayStation ahead of the race, right? Yeah, 100%. This game is everything. Um, so for I know most people in How to Kill an Hour are in the clue, but just for anyone who doesn't know, so Miles Morales is a black and Latino um, character, and he's basically a Spider-Man in another universe. So in the Marvel comics, Spider-Man died in a specific universe, and then Miles became a new Spider-Man. Where in the game, it's a different story. There's still the two Spider-Men, but that's just to kind of give you some clarity. And like as a gamer... Like, we don't always have the best representations. Like, as a black man, we don't always have the best representations in-game. And to have, like, the first exclusive on the PlayStation 5 taking the most incredible engine and building upon a game that was just almost perfect as it is and having that representation and it just working, fam, <sighs> I'm so gassed. Yeah, man. Yeah. And here's, here's what I hope, because I've not, I've not got my hands on the game yet. I'm very close to it, but I've not got my hands on the game yet. Here's what I hope I get from the game. I don't know. Have you played it yet, Midas? Because I know that we could... Have you had your hands on it yet? Yeah, I've played a little bit. Okay, cool. So what my concern is, is... I no, no, it's not concern. Here's what I hope they don't do. I hope they don't change too much, because it was such a good game, The Last Spider-Man. I feel like... As long as they keep the story interesting, maybe throwing some more moves, a couple of new ways to take down the bad guys, some great bosses, some other people that are from the Marvel canon, 
I will be happy. There's a tendency sometimes for them to improve a game with extra features that can take away. Now, Insomniac, the developers, they're very good at what they do. So um, uh, my, my money's kind of heading towards the direction of them not fluffing up. Without spoiling the game for us, are we going to be disappointed? Is there a lot that's changed in the game or is it as familiar as, you, as I want it to be? Well, so far, it's very familiar, but people need to realize that um, Miles Morales has different powers from Spider-Man. So from traditional Peter Parker Spider-Man. So he's got different powers that is going to really be cool. But something that's gassed me, I haven't experienced yet and I can't wait to experience it is Into the Spider-Verse was such a great movie and they've actually put that suit and that animation style <laughs> from the Into the Spider-Verse movie into the game. And I don't even want to play the game normally now. I just want to play it with that art style and, and, and that kind of glitchy mechanics. Fam, mind blown. Amazing. 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 You know what? And it's stuff like that that kind of makes the game. I remember in the last one that you, you could play with the um, Spider-Man, uh, the movie version. It, was it the Amazing Spider-Man suit they had? They had a few different suits that you could play. But yeah, man. Oh, that's sick. That's awesome, man. All right. Well, I look forward to playing that. Um, there are some great PS5 titles that are on the way as well for next gen. Um, obviously, Spider-Man's going to be a really big deal. They've got uh, God of War, Ragnarok, which, you know... God of War, you know, it, it's it's a mag- another magnificent game. So we're going to wait to see what that kind of brings to the table. Um, what else they got? Oddworld. I've not played that. Soulstorm. I mean, if you're a fan of Abe's Odyssey and that sort of stuff, that's kind of for you. Um, and that's kind of what I've been across. Did you have you played anything else yet on the PS5? Because I've I've li- I've just done hardware at this moment in time. I've got to be 100 honest with you. I'm about to fire it up, but um, yeah, I have just done hardware at the moment. I've just done the unboxing today, Midas. So the Astro, is it Astro Bot or Astro Boy? That's really Astro cool. World, yeah. yeah, the Astro World, that's basically like, it's basically a tech demo, but it's really, really cool. Very pretty, very colorful. It really teaches you how the controller works and, and the active triggers and stuff like that is really cool. But you know what, Marcus? Some of the games I'm most excited about right now and I've never, this has never happened to me at the start of a generation because usually at the start of a generation, it's like slim pickings. But yeah. I'm really excited for some of like the third parties to play on my PS5 because like I cannot wait to play Cyberpunk 2077. Now, when we came out of E3, <laughs> Marcus asked me a question. He said, Spider-Man or Cyberpunk? Can you remember what answer I gave you, Marcus? I feel like you said, did you, I feel like you said Spider-Man. Did you say Cyberpunk? I said to you, Cyberpunk feels like a next generation Uh, game. It doesn't even feel like it's from this gen. Like what I saw blew my mind. And I said it would a hundred percent be Cyberpunk. But the only reason I'm going to choose Spider-Man is because I actually got to play it. And fam, I can't wait to play that on the PS5. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, Midas. I feel, I feel, I, I feel, I hope that you get delivered what you get delivered, but I'm getting a little bit worried now because in the industry, we're kind of, we're seeing these stories about the staff having to work really hard and there's slight pushbacks, which isn't a big deal. But my concern with Cyberpunk is, is that it's getting so hyped now. I, I'm scared of overhyping it. Does that make sense? Like I'm scared of expecting so much from it that when we play it, it might 
not live up to its expectations. And there's so much resting on them putting more and more into this game that I feel like pressure's on to just make it an everything kind of game. And I do hope it, I really hope it delivers what you want it to deliver. But at the same time, bruv, I felt this kind of hype before for titles. And, and it's the same dread that I felt when I played Spider-Man and I said to you, brother, am I just excited now because I've just played it? Do you know what I mean? And then obviously no. Somniac proved us wrong with Spider-Man, but I'm a, little bit, I'm a little bit concerned with Cyberpunk, you know? I completely understand what you're, you're coming from, but there's certain companies that I just have such a faith in from playing their titles. So um, say they project Red, like, the, what they did with the Witcher series is just incredible. And like Naughty Dog, like what they've done with Uncharted and um, The Last of Us. Like there's certain companies <clears throat> that I've got that faith in. But I keep it buck. There's other ones that I don't. Like I can't wait for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but I'm nervous about that game. Yeah. I mean, well, look, we've had hot, we've had, we've had hot Assassin's Creeds. We've had ones that aren't as hot, right? And... That and I think again with a game that's got it's kind of like what I just said about Spider Man. With the, look at everything I'm relating about Spider Man today, but like it's kind of like saying with with Assassin's Creed because it's been around for so long. How do you keep it familiar without being repetitive? And that's that's the thing. That's how do we keep make sure that we keep it being awesome and kick ass? And half of that is making sure that it takes place in a different time. So Vikings is one thing, but then how do you make it a familiar Assassin's Creed game, but without making it feel like I've just played the, you know, the Sith Assassin's Creed in a row and I'm just doing the same tasks in a different world. So that's the challenge with Assassin's Creed. And if they succeed in making it a fun game that is true to the lore of Assassin's Creed, but also being different and you can do kick-ass Viking stuff, which bruv, it really is looking like you can do, then I think that could be a winner for us as well. It's that kind of God of War vibe, that Witcher vibe. Do you know what I mean? Like you can get out and pillage. <laughs> pillage man up a place. Man said pillage up a place, you know. <laughs> um, another big title coming out is um, Demon Souls. Yeah, man. Um, now I'm not um I'm not one of these Dark Souls, Demon Souls guys. Like the first game that I played from the series was Sekiro, which not the like that that kind of hard game. And fam, playing that game felt like Debo from Friday was bullying me. <laughs> they're not easy, are they? Fam, they're not easy is like the is like a crazy understatement. They're like hitting your head against a brick wall. You can get stuck on bosses for a very long time, and I think that's. You get such a great sense of achievement when you do clock those bosses, but the frustration I have felt in this style of action role-playing game is unlike anything else. But I'll be honest, bro, I, sh I struggle getting into games like this because I know that I'm going to get to a point where I get so frustrated I want to just turn off the console and go for a walk and probably a little cry inside, isn't it? I'm not crying on the outside, but I'm crying on the inside. I, honestly, if I didn't work in gaming, I wouldn't even play it. <laughs> Me playing it is like, because I work in the industry, I'm like, I should be able to experience it and give my opinion in it. But in terms of playing it out of enjoyment, fam, I don't like to feel like my head's being hit against a brick wall. Well, that's what you're going to get from that game. But you know what? It's popular for a reason. So I reckon that's a decent one for them to have in their roster of games. Anything else you want to talk about in the games side of thing before I start talking about Spider-Man again? No, I won't do it. I've done, I've done my job there. 
fam. I love Spider-Man. I'm just really impressed of the array of titles that we've got for this next gen. And that, and I'm talking if you go on PlayStation or Xbox, obviously PlayStation's more me because I'm, I'm a big Sony guy and Spider-Man is only exclusive on PlayStation's console, but to have like watch dogs, legions, where you can basically play in London, um, that we said Valhalla, Cyberpunk. We've got a new Call of Duty coming out. You got NBA 2K21 that's having like super updates for um, both gen. You got Dirt 5. Like, at, there's so many titles that you can play on your yeah. next gen console. And even though they're not all brand new next gen games fam what these consoles do from taking them from their original to up in their specs is incredible and it's a good time to be a gamer man yeah it is and and ps plus as well which is like their kind of version of uh, <clears throat> free games where you get games to download every month they've also got middle earth shadow of war which is a really popular game um which is a quite an interesting one like it's really interesting the way playstation do it is you get a drop of games every month and you can download them for free and you have them forever. And there's been some gems. I've got to admit, PlayStation's done well this year. Fall Guys was a big one that did really well. It wasn't a very high, like, gra- intensive graphics game, but it was a great game to just play with the mates. Um, you know, they've had Fallout 4 on there. They've had God of War. They've had, you know, loads of great stuff on the PS5 you can access if you get the PS Plus collection this time around as well. So they really want to make sure that you can take advantage of great gaming that's been upscaled on their consoles. Next thing I want to get into, Midas, is is just a couple of bits that plug in or you use with the PS5. Let me rush through a few of them real quick before we get to one of the things that might be, you know, the PS5 resistance, yeah? We've got the mm-hmm. Pulse 3D headset, which has been developed so gamers can experience 3D audio and keep party chat flowing. So they say it's got crystal clear voice capture and dual noise cancelling headphones. I look forward to trying those. Charging station where you can charge two dual sense controllers. I always have a dual charger because I like to rinse one control pad, charge it while I'm playing with the other control pad. Yes, that's how much I game sometimes. Uh, the HD camera is going to let you add yourself to gameplay, broadcast smooth and sharp HD video. That's great if you want to stream to Twitch direct from your PS, which I think is a big deal. The more they can let you customize your Twitch stream and use your PS to do that, that's great. And also they've got a media remote, which will allow users to conveniently control movies and streaming services because, you know, they also want you to use your PS as a media hub. But the big thing is the new controller on the PS5. They've put a lot of work into tweaking from the last PS to this one, right? I feel like this is one of the biggest changes in controller design. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Yeah, yeah, this is... PlayStation's always traditionally kept the same kind of controller. Like they've... they've yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. pretty... They're pretty the same. The only difference is the original... Um, PlayStation controller didn't have the dual thumbs, yeah, yeah, and the dual sticks because we were still using D pads back then. Um, because Nintendo, who invent everything, was the first one to have the um, dual pad and the joystick on the controller. So yeah, they've always kind of just been like a, a small authorization of their original controller. But this, this is some space, fam. This controller looks like it should be in an episode of the Jetsons. It's proper futuristic. It it matches the console perfectly. It's also a little bit bigger as well, just, just like the console as well. <laughs> but it is like the color scheme matches. Um, it's got is it like longer? Shall I say? I don't know how to explain it. Slightly longer. Yeah, it's weird. It's yeah. it's 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 bigger, but it like if you look at it, it looks much bigger but when you hold it in your hand it doesn't feel excessively bigger so yeah. like i said to you i'm a big playstation guy when i started playing the series s that controller felt alien to me because i'm not used to holding a xbox controller where this even though it's completely different from a playstation controller it still feels like a playstation controller yeah. Yeah. i don't know how they do it but it still feels like a a, a, a dual shock but it just has it just feels like a jewel shop that got some money. It does. It feel it feels very solid and substantial in design, and they've packed it f- through. They've packed it with some pretty cool stuff. I mean, for example, the grips of the controller. This fine detail again that you see on the console. This is something that is very. It's a finesse that I like. The grips of the controller are very grippy, and if you look close at the grips again, like the console, they're little X's, little squares, little circles, little triangles. That's class, man. I do like that. I don't know why that rubs me up the right way so much. I know it doesn't do anything in terms of performance, but doesn't, don't you think that's just a nice little touch? It's a sick touch, but I want to know how much of my budget went on that shaping. Enough. Because that's not <laughs> a cheap print, you know. That's not a cheap that ain't print. No cheap print. Exactly. Um, and also, they've got the create button of the controller. It's like their new version of the share button on the PS4. Uh, basically, you can use create to share content. We're going to discuss more about how you can do that once we're allowed to talk more about that on, on the PS, on the final version. Uh, they also I, tell you, yeah, go on. I, I tell you something I wanted to ask you. How do you feel about the um, light bar? Because the light bar is no longer at the back of the controller and yeah. it's now come to the front. I think it looks pretty cool. I mean, it's a light bar, isn't it? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't get me wrong, it looks, it looks super cool and it, it looks awesome, but it's, for me, it's like, you know, how does it feel in my hands? More, more important. So basically what Midas is saying, like where the home button is on the, on the PS controller, 
there's like a glow around it, which I think looks pretty awesome, man. It it fits in with everything. It's cool. Like, yeah, man, I'm I'm here for it. Yeah. I love it. I think it looks super futuristic. One thing I am disappointed is on my old PS4, I used to have like where my light bar was yeah. um, customized. Yeah. So my PlayStation actually said Midas. So yeah. every time I played it, it customized said Midas. So I've lost that, but I'm still, I think the new controller looks sick and I like the way the light bar looks at you. Oh, What's something that's very interesting. You can't have your customized controller anymore with your name on it. Yeah, and what's really interesting <laughs> is the PlayStation 4 controllers don't work with the PS5. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? But, you know, I don't know if my PS3 controllers work with my PS4, if I'm honest with you, bruv. How many PS4 controllers do you have? Because I think I've got five. I've got three. Two on the charge all the time and a third one that just sits there in case. You've got five, yeah? Jeez. Yeah, you have to get on eBay with those, bruv. You get me? (laughs) Someone's going to be someone out there with a Midas controller. But yeah, you know, it's one of those things. I mean, I guess they want us to move forward and experience everything that they've put into their games with a new control pad. If we didn't have to get PS5 control pads, we're not going to, bro. Do you know what I mean? So we're not going to be able to experience all this extra stuff that they've added on, like the extra haptics, the rumble that they've added to the control pads, where they're saying that with the haptic feedback, you're going to be able to feel... Well, you can tell me because you've been playing with Astro, but you feel more, is it like more, Fam. more emphasis? Fam. Yeah, go on. You haven't played Astro. You don't even know. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. You can, no, you can blow on the controller. It has, I don't know what it is, Fab, but in Astro, you have to do something and you blow on the controller and it senses you're blowing. Do you know what I think they're using for that? I think they're using, the, I think they're using a microphone that's built into the controller. Oh, so could you imagine like if you're playing a game like The Last of Us and zombies come and you have to blow out the campfire and you oh. literally have to blow on the controller? Yeah, that sounds sick. That sounds that would be sick. That sounds so sick. Yeah, I'm 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 definitely here for that. Um and yeah, well, yeah, I mean, back, yeah, back to your question. So yeah, it basically it feels like different kind of grips. Okay. So just like how the Nintendo's um the Nintendo Switches, Joy-Cons, you like you can feel like like it feels like it's got different balls and different weights. You've got that, but the it almost feels like the controller so, so when you just press it, like it's like you're just giving it a small hit and then you have to pull it or push it down really hard to get more out of it. So the only way I can really describe it is, you know, like the push down on your clutch. Yeah. Some, some people only drive automatics, but like that push back, that push down you have on your clutch where you have to either, like if you're getting to biting point, you only put a little bit or like if you're stopping really quick, you need to put all of that pressure on your clutch. That's probably the easiest way to describe it. Interesting. So it's like, that's a whole new dynamic of gaming. So like with these haptic feedbacks, you kind of, you, and, and also you're talking about the L2 and the R2 buttons as well, the adaptive triggers as well. Cause that's, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, the yeah. L2, yeah, yeah. The L2 and R, um, R2. So like in games, like if we have another Tomb Raider, we'll be able to pull back bows and stuff like that. Arrows in bows, uh, shooting, I don't know, sniper rifles and different types of guns. You're going to have to use, like, you can use different triggers. That's interesting, man. That's that's a whole different dynamic of gaming. I think that's probably why they don't want us using PS4 controllers on the PS5 as well. Um, quickly back to the mic as well. 
interesting one that they added there. I mean, I'm sure it will sound fine. I, f- I presume from what I know about sound, I'm always probably going to want to use a headset and microphone because I'm smashing up the control pad with my fingers. So I don't know how the microphone is going to stop the sound of my fingers bussing up all over the co- control pad. But um, I suppose it's there, though, if you need to talk to people. It's cool. You know what I mean? Well, all- what I found weird was I had, I was listening to it with headphones, yeah. um, but sound effects were still coming through the controller. <laughs> Sick. So, so it's dope. But if you're like playing in an environment where, for example, if a kid's playing, say you're playing in a front room and someone's working while someone else is on the TV, like I, I wonder how, if it is, you just turn that off. If you mute it, like how that affects it. Because obviously if you're playing through the TV speakers, it becomes a, a, an extra speaker. So it becomes dynamic. But when you're playing with headphones, you're not listening to anything other than what's coming on your headphones. So it kind of makes it a bit redundant. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, man. We'll have to, we'll have to see. I, I reckon you can just flick those off in settings at some point. I think Astro is probably really just trying to show you everything that it can do. But yeah, that's, that's the PlayStation. I think, I forgot, have we covered everything? What have I missed? Fam, let's just say we are in the next generation <laughs> and we are two very lucky hardworking men who are able to experience it for you and i'm super excited for everybody else to kind of get hands on in the next generation and i'm happy there's so many different type of titles for people to check out but one thing that i want to make super clear and marcus kind of spoke about this earlier 2020 has been a very difficult year and i don't want anyone to feel pressured to have to get into the next generation like there's plenty of amazing games that's still on the ps4 and the xbox that you can still play and don't worry how to kill an hour we've got you covered with all of the new gen content for you to see and also current gen stuff as well. We ain't gonna we ain't gonna leave you behind and and then just start talking about you know next gen all the time. And and what's good to know is both Microsoft, PlayStation, and, all, and you know all the developers are still releasing titles for the current gen, and they're not trying to leave you behind either. They want to make sure that you can transition over when you're ready as well, man. Exactly. Anyway, where can and they we, want yeah, and they want that money, fam. They want that moolah. They want that paper. Where can we find you online? <laughs> Um, you can find me at Mr. Midas Games, Midas spell M-I-D-A-S. And I'm on all of the sites, YouTube, Instagram, Fear Sport, Twitter. I think I'm on TikTok, but I'm not cool enough to dance like the kids. <laughs> I ain't dancing on the timeline yet. Not yet, anyway. Um, I'm at Marcus Bronzy on all social medias, M-A-R-C-U-S-B-R-O-N-Z-Y. And of course, How to Kill an Hour is How to Kill an Hour everywhere as well. There's plenty of ways to kill some time out there. Thank you for killing some time with us. Uh, also, before we go, don't forget to make, make sure you check out Midas's unboxing and full review of the PlayStation 5. Ours is going to be out as well, man. So uh, check them both, man. Make sure you give us a like and subscribe there on the tube of the U as well. All right. See you next time. Bless. 
it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.